shine, virtue, wealth, glitz, glamour, fame. If you were to judge the life of a personal trainer on social media alone, it's easy to see why these are the first things that come to mind. They are certainly the things chased by new starters who have been sold a lie about how this industry works. Having spent eight years working in this profession, I can tell you that the life of a coach isn't always a bed of roses. In fact, post lockdown, it's decidedly thorny. While people enter this profession for the right reasons, it is important for you to understand the truth of the industry, especially if you are a listener that is thinking of taking the plunge and becoming a personal trainer yourself. Today's article is titled, The Things That I Wish I Knew Before I Became a Personal Trainer. In October 2014, I quit my full-time marketing job and dedicated every day for the next three months to becoming a personal trainer. Like many personal training courses, mine was simple and lacking depth. The majority of the knowledge that I now use to help my clients thrive, I have sought out myself in the time since qualifying. Because of this, I don't recall many of the lessons I learnt on that course, except one. In London, the average business lifespan of a personal trainer is six months. If you're still successfully trading after that, you are a rare breed of personal trainer because the fitness industry is hard and the turnover of staff is huge. At the time, I brushed this off as being a sales tactic to make us purchase more courses with the provider out of fear. After all, who wants to be a six month PT? However, as I come up to my eighth year in this industry, I realise that there is a lot more truth in that lesson than I first thought. The coaching industry itself is already oversubscribed with personal trainers. Many of them are young and enter the world of fitness having deep dived into an ocean of entrepreneurial social media that is so often aimed at the 18 to 25 year old age group. Once they are appropriately pumped up for the challenge of being their own boss and with little thorough industry research, they decide to follow their dream. Through taking a loan or using whatever savings they have accrued at such a young age, they spend upwards of £1,500 in order to qualify as a PT. Most start off at a big box gym, think gym box or fitness first, where there is usually a joining fee to pay for uniform or, quotation, essential training, end quotation, and where monthly rent to use the facilities can be upwards of a grand. To offset the cost of rent as they start, they are offered the chance to clean the gym as a labour trade or to pay half rent, making many out of pocket by 250 to 500 pounds before they've even made a penny. This usually lasts for around one to three months where whether their client base is full or not, something they're entirely responsible for, they are expected and contracted to pay full rent. At this point, many trainers go into debt and quit, especially those that don't have their parents or someone else financially backing them. Those that don't fall at this hurdle enter into the personal training game, where you have to make two grand a month just to pay both your rents, home and gym. The other alternative is to enter into employed personal training. In these gyms, the company will charge clients upwards of 85 pounds per hour for a coach's services and knowledge, while the coach will receive 15 to 30 pounds per hour. Some gyms pay even less. 
The golden chalice of in-person personal training, in my opinion, is to run your freelance business out of a small private personal training studio, a place where you don't need to wear a uniform, clean up the toilets after members, or pretend you care about a big box gym's brand. However, be warned, this is a route that is slowly becoming harder to find. In London, lockdown and COVID have totally changed the fitness industry. In the past week, I found out that three of the gyms that I work out of will be closing in a month's time. With city workers and creatives failing to return to offices, the footfall just isn't there to ensure that these once thriving gyms survive. While the news focuses on the closure of small brick and mortar businesses, as it should, it is failing to convey the consequences of these closures for freelance personal trainers who were left without facilities to run their business out of. With these closures, the fitness space becomes more competitive, not because there aren't enough potential clients who need help, people are becoming more health and fitness focused than ever before, but because the traditional rent per hour or per month freelance model is becoming harder to find outside of a big box gym. And this is a problem because while that avenue exists for now, big box gyms have also been affected by COVID and they have found a new way of making money that will go a long way to alter and degrade the freelance personal training industry further. It seems that their new favorite revenue stream in lieu of a vibrant membership base are personal training courses aimed at members. Often sold as a way to spend your time at the bar you love or turn your passion into your profession these courses sell the dream and step over the reality of what it truly takes to be an effective personal trainer. Rest assured though, these courses are popular and helping to saturate an already oversaturated profession and the knock-on effects of this are stark. The more personal trainers there are vying for work, the more power rests in the hands of corporate gyms and there is only one thing that they will do with that power. That's right, make more money by paying coaches less. As we've already established, to be a PT, you need a fairly expensive qualification, but you'll also need insurance, first aid training, and further CPDs if you intend to work with special populations. As such, personal training doesn't qualify as unskilled labor, and this fact should be reflected in the pay coaches receive. However, gyms no longer have to worry about that with some of them offering minimum wage and just over to new starters and experienced coaches alike. This week, I even came across a new role, gym host, where you personal train, work as a receptionist, clean the gym, teach group classes, sell membership, work 40 hours a week with two days off, but not necessarily back to back, all for £11.70 per hour. In the current inflation mad climate, and in a profession that isn't unionized, trust that these companies will find candidates for these roles and that there is literally nothing that can be done about it. Of course, with coaches facing such hardship, you can trust that it will be felt by the consumer too. Some good coaches will move on from the industry. Under stress to put food on the table, others will focus on signing clients rather than helping them. And there will certainly be a lot more six-month PTs, most of them young and most of them lied to about what this industry is truly like for the vast majority of trainers. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. I'm Katie Moran and this has been To Be Frank.